Welcome the founder and host of BuddyCast, Nick Sorensen. Buongiorno, buddies. Welcome to another episode of BuddyCast. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen. And joining me today is my very special buddy. He's been a great comedian friend of mine. He's been like a mentor to me in comedy. And he's back on the road, Mr. Greg Morton. How you doing today, buddy? Good, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I got to start by asking, how does it feel being back on the road? You know, with places like, for example, Pennsylvania, you know, where all of our restrictions are lifted. So going to places like that, how's it feel? <coughs> Pardon me. Well, <clears throat> hang on. It's just COVID. It'll clear up. We, um, it, it was good. Um, actually, the restrictions went away after I played. So mm-hmm. we were still under restrictions when I played at uh, the club in Erie. And uh, so, but it was great. I mean, uh, to have it COVID sold out, I'd rather have you know, yeah. that way than, you know, but I, I think it'll be interesting once it raises up again. I think it'll feel really great to have uh, full audiences again. Mm-hmm. So you're getting hyped up for, to I got that feeling again, where you walk into a room and, there's a full crowd. There's a full, like, sold-out set once everyone is truly lifted, you know? Yeah. Like we were talking beforehand, some places are still lifting their restrictions. Some people are still going, quote-unquote, back to normal. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, there are two. I've got two shows, um, two weeks coming up. And uh, this week, I'll be in Jacksonville, Florida at the, zone, the Comedy Zone from the 17th to the 19th. And then the following week, I'll be at the Funny Bone in Des Moines for four shows, uh, two days only, the 25th and the 26th. Nice. Yeah. Have you ever been to those places before? Oh, yeah. Yeah, those are regular mm-hmm. places on my uh, tour. So, yeah, so it'll be fun. And if anybody wants to get tickets for any of those shows, uh, just go to my website. And there's, it's really simple, gregmorton.com. And there's a click it for tickets link. And you just click on it, and it takes you right to the website. Awesome, buddy. Awesome. So you're regular at those places. You've been there before. Another place that you've been to multiple times. Well, the first time since they've uh, rebranded is here in Erie, Pennsylvania, Keller's. Mm -hmm. You were just here recently. What was your experience like? Oh, great. Fantastic. Really good club. And I love how they've redone it. And it looks just so first class. Uh, I got nothing but good things to say about that place. So hey. really good job on it. That's what we love to hear. What were uh, your yeah. thoughts on, on the owner, Bobby Borgia? Bobby is great, man. He's, uh, mm-hmm. he, he's a king of entertainment, that guy. I mean, he really knows his stuff. Well, he's been in the business for a long time. And uh, he's managed to to put together, well, I, he's so creative. That's the thing. He's nothing but ideas. And uh, he's really done a great job promoting the club, too. 
Mm -hmm. We're on uh, more radio stations and TV. We've got a higher profile now. And uh, I think that's good for the club, you know, just to do a nice refresh and get people back. Mm -hmm. So I got to ask a follow-up question. What was your favorite part about the club? Like what was your favorite feature or favorite, like just detail that you saw there that you didn't see last time? Uh, well, I love the, <laughs> the levitation. Yes. section when you come in and you can get on this uh, little panel and uh, pretend you're levitating and have your friends take pictures of you. I thought that was just genius. Yes. I That's thought that was it to a whole new, selfies to a whole new level. You know, you need something for people to interact with. And then having your logo displayed in the background when you, that people posted on Facebook or Instagram. That's just free advertising. So that's brilliant. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Agreed. So now, yeah. I'm going to switch courses here a little bit. When you're on the road and you're not, and you're not doing a show, you're just doing something to relax. Like you're in your hotel room or you're, you know, walking around the city. What do you like to do? Like what are your, some of your favorite activities? Sleeping. <laughs> I feel you on that one. <laughs> I mean, that sometimes that's the only time I can catch up because I'm running so much. But it's uh, it's good to recharge, and I always have a good nap before <laughs> before I go to the show at least four o'clock. I think most comics do. I've heard that that's pretty common to mm -hmm. have the uh, comic nap, as everybody calls it. You recharge because you know we have to stay up so late, so. Mm. We're, up, we're up till one or past then, you know, because our brains are just revved. Mm -hmm. oh. I definitely, I feel that, and you're right. It's always yeah. good. It's always good to be as, as well, or what? Yeah. Well, I do work the night shift, so. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. I forgot. <laughs> yep. The graveyard shift, you know. Yeah. But you're right, you know, and it's good to be refreshed before a show. It's good to be, you know, well rested. You know, have your material fresh in your mind rather than just. Going in, I've been running all day. Uh, oh yeah, material. Uh, da, 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 da. Good night, everyone. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what are your, now? What are your hopes going forward? You know, um, for the future, just with everything, not just with the pandemic, but with comedy, with just life in general. What are some of your hopes and dreams that you've got going on? Well, I don't let my hopes and dreams out of the corral very often. Yeah meaning I don't talk about them. Mm. I think that that takes energy away from uh, what you plan to do. Mm. So um, I keep them pretty close to my chest. <laughs> uh, but obviously I, I hope that uh, things get better and I think they will. I have, pretty, I have a lot of faith that they will get better. Uh, Especially in the United States, I think that they've taken the attitude that, uh, you know, people have to live, <laughs> you know, and we're going to go on as usual. And there's an acceptable, uh, well, we have to move on, right? Exactly. Keep moving forward. I, I, I got to agree with that. I mean, as opposed to in Canada, which is where I'm from, you know, I'm from Toronto, Canada, where they've got everything locked down completely. And I don't mm -hmm. think good for people at all and i can, mm. can see that it's taking an effect on people you know uh, yeah. i guess uh someone did a survey not long ago and they found out that we are the most <laughs> miserable people in north america in fact maybe the world because we've been 
so locked down. I mean, we just got out of lockdown on Friday. Wow. Yeah. And we had stay-at-home orders only the week before. They they ended just the week before that. So it's been a really tough go for us. We were locked down for two months. We're open for maybe about a week. Then we were uh, locked down from November. So really, you can say we've been locked down since November, which is uh, hard to imagine, right? Oh, tell me about it. Yeah. It seems like it keeps going up and down for you guys. Like, you know, things start to restrict and then bam, you get locked down again. Things start to open up again. Bam, something happens, you know. Like it seems like it's reacting to the to the numbers and that four thousand. I don't know. I think what it is is that it shows some weaknesses in our healthcare system. You know, we don't have Mm -hmm. enough beds, ICU beds, and we should have more. Uh, They've been doing a lot of cutting on the healthcare front, and um, Mm -hmm. we've always had this reputation of having a great healthcare system and. you know, I say, what do you get for free? Usually not very much, you know. Yep. And uh, they've cut it so much that I think we're really suffering for that now. And yeah. we're being punished. <laughs> that's what it yeah. feels like. You know, yep. Certainly not our fault, that's for sure. Mm. Anyway, well, that's politics from another bubble. You yeah. Know, you guys are in a different bubble, so. Yeah. Hey, it's always good to have a good viewpoint. And, you know, another viewpoint. Oh, it is. Know. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I appreciate. That's why I'm looking forward to going to work. Yes, <laughs> yes. I have some of my freedom back. Thank you very yes. much. Yes, and yeah, like I said, you'll you're always welcome on the show if you ever need to promote a show. If you ever need to just talk, even if you just need a ten, just get away from all that mumbo jumbo. Just get away from all that. Like, you know, I don't want to talk about this today. Let's talk about comedy. Or let's just, you know, <laughs> you've got my number. Oh, thanks, man. Thank you. Absolutely. So now I got a question for you. You know, you and me are buddies. You yeah. and me have been buddies since I think it was 2018 when I met you at our comedy club. We've been chatting ever since. You've been on this show. So you're an official buddy. You're not just, you're not a guest. You're an official buddy. In your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? Well, first of all, before I get, before we go any further, let me put my buddy. My buddy band on here. Love it. <laughs> show everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, buddy. Um, hey, I think it's it's good. I, I love what you've done here. This is fantastic. Um, this is the way it should be. You know, I think people are um, accessible if you uh, if if you're if you're approachable. That's what I want to say. Mm-hmm. You know, so you should always be open to new friendships and new uh, and discovering new people. Uh, I think it broadens your horizons. It makes you a better person. I think that's a good thing. That's yes. how it should be. Yes. Be a but. You know what I say? Be a buddy, not a bully. Mm. Which is uh, what something else I wanted to ask you. We're talking about our new campaign here. Be a buddy, not a bully. Have you personally ever gone through any bullying experiences throughout your life? Have you ever? Oh, yeah. Look at me. You? <laughs> yeah. You know, when I was growing up, I, you know, I bullied for 
uh, being black. So mm. uh, at the time, I was the only uh, black kid at my school. So went through a lot of harassment and uh, well, running home from school every day, you know, things mm. like that. But hey, I got through it. I remember one time getting into a fight with somebody. And uh, I don't know why this kid wanted to fight me for some reason. So I said, well, if this is how it's going to be, <laughs> we're doing this. And he, he hit me, knocked me down to the ground. I got back up. He hit me, knocked me down to the ground. I got back up. And I just kept doing it. And then come on, Jackie, come on. At the end of it, he respected that. And then we became good friends. Hmm. Came over the house, and uh, it, it was completely different after that. So, you know, it's funny with kids. It's sometimes they have to work things out. And mm -hmm. great lessons learned from bullying. And I, I'll tell you something. When I was on America's Got Talent, most of those people that were on that show were bullied. Did you know that? Really? All, all of them had a bullying story. And I'm going like, wow, look at this. All of these people that were bullied, look at what they've achieved. Look mm -hmm. at their talent. Look at where they are. So, you know, we look at it kind of as a negative thing, but it can be a real growth thing. Exactly. It can be a, a thing where you just, uh, you, you thicken up, you grow a thicker skin, or you develop a talent, mm -hmm. or even just a talent to uh, negotiate your way through life around the bullies. Mm -hmm. Because you know, really, they don't. They only have so much power. Now, I, I will say that, you know, as you get older, those bullies don't go away. There are some bullies who don't learn their lesson, and they try to take positions of power to continue. Mm -hmm. their, you know, and really, why are they bullying? Well, it's usually because they've been abused, or um, they have. There's a feeling of insecurity, mm -hmm. and they're grasping onto. Uh, a, feel, a sense of power that they don't have in their lives. Yep. If you can get past all of that garbage, <laughs> and I don't know if that's possible, if you can have a dialogue mm -hmm. with them, but if it's possible, I mean, you could get to a place where you, you know. Where you can find that people around. You're right. I, there's actually a. So the whole, buddy, the, the whole buddy message that you're talking about, you see. Mm hmm. There's actually a powerful story that you were reminding me of. Um, when I was with the ministry, our main speaker told this story all the time. He was at a high school. And in the beginning, uh, when we do these events, we always have a warm-up event where we have these joust sticks, like these big, like those gym sticks, you know. And we mm -hmm. just like kids go at it. We monitor it, of course, you know, so nothing bad happens. But, you know, kids just go at it, fun afterward, and then they give each other a hug afterwards. Oh, that's good. So... So this one school in New Jersey, he calls down these two girls. He just picks them out of random. And when he does, the place goes nuts. They just, the energy explodes. He's, you know, he's thinking, wow, I'm doing a really good job today. Nothing to do with him. These two girls had a three-year feud and it was fight time. So everyone was like, oh, everyone was waiting for this moment. Everyone was like, this is it. This is this is like on the TV show, like on, like I've been watching Cobra Kai lately, you know, this is the part where you know, oh, it's about to get good. It's about to get good, you know. So they start going at each other with the joysticks. The one girl looks around, says, bleep this. 
throws down the stick, punches the other girl right in the face. Wow. Now he's thinking, now the main speaker's thinking, okay, I got like 0.3 seconds to react here. What do I do? What do I do? The teachers are like up in the stands like this, like, you got yourself into this, buddy. Good luck. You know? <laughs> and then out of the way, he just goes, hit him again. True story. Hit him hit again. Him. Hit her again? Yeah. Who said that? The, the, the speaker. No. He goes, hit her again. Now the teachers are like, okay, they're not crazy. He is. And then he just goes <laughs> off all these things like, hit her again. It's going to bring your dad back, right? Hit her again. It's going to take away all that depression. It's going to take away all that anger. Hit her again. I dare you. It's going to break that. It's going to heal that relationship, right? Like he just lists all these problems, you know? And the one girl who threw the punch goes, whatever. Goes and sits up in the top row. The girl who got hit sits in the front row. And then later on, in our, you know, as I've done a million times with the ministry, we get to share our, you know, he gives students a chance to share their greatest challenge. Mm -hmm. So he, the, the one girl who got hit in the face comes up and shares her challenge. She's, he's like, yeah, you, you definitely have a challenge today, you know? And she shares her story about how her family's going through a lot of rough patches. Her parents are separated. And in the middle of her story, she breaks down. So our main speaker says, you think you're the only one, don't you? I'm going to prove you wrong today. How many of you know exactly what she's going through? Come on, give her a hug. Come on down here. Guess who the first person to come down and give her a hug was? The other girl. The one who threw the punch. <laughs> so you're absolutely right. Sometimes we need to go through those things because we think, you know, you know, we don't know why we have a feud with this person, but it's because we're going through the exact same thing that they're going through. We're now dealing. Of, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now, a lot of times it's life that gives them a punch in the face mm -hmm. and straightens them out. Because I've yep. have you ever met bullies later on down the road where they're completely changed? Mm -hmm. Like, what the heck happened? You know, mm -hmm. you're an adult, they're an adult, and they, they've completely changed. Yep. Yeah. Hey, what does that? What does my friend Rocky say? If I could change, and you could change, everybody <laughs> could change. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, and it's not. It ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. That's right. That's, that's how right. winning is done. That's a good story, man. Mm -hmm. So what is? A lot of it, that's what it is too. And yeah. I would imagine during this pandemic, there will be a lot of stories like that. Oh yeah. Just yeah. go on. Uh, just go on any news, social media, and just read the comments. That's all you gotta do. That's right. <laughs> That's all you gotta do. You want to see how bad it is? Just go on to the news source, any news source of your choice, newspaper, the actual, you know, the television news. Just read all the comments. You'll definitely see. You know. <laughs> so, how? So, in your advice, like how? Can we make friends? Like, how can we be someone's buddy in that way? Like, going from bully to buddy, you know? Going from, like, uh, breaking that barrier. Breaking that barrier, mm -hmm. like you said. Like, getting hit and then becoming someone's friend. Going from getting hit in the face a million times to becoming someone's friend. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, somehow you have to get into a position where you're talking. I Now, I, how does that happen? That's a challenge, but the main thing is that you have to change your energy. Mm -hmm. you know, it'd be like the same as if uh, I can't. I'm trying to think of a good example. 
you know, I don't take this literal, but uh, you know, you notice when you change your energy that things change around you. Yes. Yeah. So if you um, <clears throat> if you're really uh, negative or you're you're down or angry and a lot of you notice a lot of things happen in your life or you have more calamitous uh, events occur in your life and you're like, why is this happening? Well, you're attracting these things. Or if you're really positive and you're happy, good things happen because like attracts like. So what you what you have to focus on is first of all your your state of mind is uh, what you're thinking about, and you know a lot of us we walk around and we play these things in our head like a broken record over and over again. Uh, I uh, this guy hates me. This guy hates me. This guy can't stand me. And you keep playing that. Why does this guy, why does this guy not like me? And this guy will continue to not like you. I mean, that's the role of the universe. The, the universe gives you what you want. Even though you're saying why, and you don't want it, you're saying it. The universe thinks you want more of it. So <laughs> you get it gets piled on. So you have to change your energy. Now, um, what that is, it's different for every case, so I can't give anything specific. Mm -hmm. There's always a way in to another person. There's always mm -hmm. an opportunity that will present itself that will give you a chance to open that door. Now, I don't know what that is. You won't even know what that is until it happens. But you exactly. have to change your way of thinking. That's it, Barna. Exactly. That brings up another story that I have for you. So... Okay. You know, uh, as a as you know me, I'm a little person. As a little person, you get all the strange looks, all the strange, like you can just tell yeah. when someone is about to approach you, and you do not want to have this encounter right now. Like you're like, you can tell. Oftentimes, you can tell by the look on their face. Like, yeah, this is gonna be a fun conversation. There was one day that, there was one day that I was having this really busy day to the point, like I'm talking, like hit the ground running. You know all the you know all about this day. You know. Just constantly going from one thing to the next to the next to the point where I walked in to get my haircut somewhere, asked for my main stylist, and was told she works across the street. And I still walked out of the place because that's how tired I was. Like, that's how ongoing I was. Like, I didn't even realize, wait, this is the wrong place for some reason. Oh, yeah, I got you. Yeah. So throughout that day, right after I did that, right after I get my haircut, I'm like, you know, When's the last time I ate? It's about three o'clock. I haven't eaten since eight. Bam. Hunger hits you. You know, when you have that moment, hunger hits you like a brick wall. But dinner's in like two or three hours. I can't fill up on something. You know, I can't like go grab a meal at a restaurant and then just, you know, go to my house for dinner later. So right across the street, I see this Wendy's and I'm like, perfect, perfect. energy. you know, I'll just get some chicken nuggets and call it a day. Mm -hmm. I walk in. And I can tell by the look on the cashier's face, the minute the cashier makes eye contact with me, I'm like, not this, not this, not today. I just want chicken oh. nuggets. You know, I just want chicken nuggets. I don't want to have this conversation. And she goes, but then she starts out. She says, I, I hope I don't offend you. You're the first little person I ever met. Do you mind if I ask you some questions? I'm like, lady, you're not even in the ballpark of offensive. Bring <laughs> on, what have you got? 
He's like, oh, first I'll take your order and all that. And she asked the, I call them the pamphlet questions, you know. How do you drive? Are you the only little person in your family? The questions that you've heard over and over to the point where you don't even have to think about them. You don't even have to, like, um, that's a good question. You know off the top of your head, you know. Yes, I'm the only little person in my family, blah, blah, blah. So she asks all those questions. And again, I'm just like, I just want my chicken nuggets or something. Like, I'm just tired. Like, I'm literally on autopilot at this moment. And then she says something that wakes me up. Well, it's better to be uh, short than to be ugly. <laughs> like, it made, it made me jump. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Back up here. Next person that walks through the door is an ugly person. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm literally like, whoa, 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 back up, back up. What do you mean ugly? And then she goes on to tell about, like, all of her, like, self, you know, her self-imagery issues. Like, wow. her, you know, like, how she wow. doesn't do herself. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. Stop, you know, flag on the play. Time out here. And I said, are you religious at all or anything? Yeah, I'm a Christian. Okay. Well, I don't know what God you're following. God doesn't make mistakes, you know? So, and I just go on to tell her, like, look, you know, or talking about the universe. Look, I think if you were deemed a mistake, if you were deemed ugly or something, you wouldn't be here right now. You wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't, none of this would be exist. We wouldn't be having this conversation right now. That's right. That's right. So I just, I just go on to encourage her and just tell her like, Hey, you know, don't give up. Just don't view yourself that way. Like just, right. You know, you're a beautiful soul. Don't worry about all this stuff. Like, you know, trust me, I, I've been in your shoes before of wondering if I was different, would this situation be different? You know, like right. if I was a foot taller, would they still be making these comments? If I was, you know, if I was like them, would they would they be choosing me for this sudden thing, you know, like as this target or whatever? Well, that you know, so, that's the beauty of that, Nick. I think we're put on this earth to teach each other. We're all teachers. And mm-hmm. you make that a teachable moment. Exactly. And you're right. It's about changing the energy, you know? I went into that Wendy's and just, I could tell from the look on her face. I'm like, I do not want to have this conversation. Come on. You know, why me? Like I could have gone in like, why me? Okay. Let's just get this over with and get your chicken nuggets and get the, you know, what out of there. Mm-hmm. But instead, Hey, she tells me something and I wake up. I'm like, whoa, 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 back up, back up. You know? Well, I think sometimes I believe that we're, we're meant to have these moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes they're, they challenge us on a personal level. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're meant to be a coupling, you know, and like I said, it leads to a teachable moment. Yes. Whether you teach the uh, other person something or they teach you something. Usually they t- do teach you something anyway in the mm-hmm. process. They teach you something about yourself and about humankind. Yes. 100%. And the Tesla the Monkey mentioned to this. You think comedy can play an aspect in this as well? Like, do you think like, you know, stand-up comedy or like people that you meet from your shows and all that? Do you think that can play an aspect in this? Well, comedy always works because comedy uh, is like a, a weapon. It's a sword. Uh, it's a way <clears throat> you can disarm people and uh, with laughter. Mm-hmm. So they don't take themselves so seriously or view themselves in such a small box, you know, realizing that there are other people, like you said earlier, that are out there that have the same kind of crap going on in their lives. 
Mm-hmm. And, and you, uh, a lot of people think it's all, it's just them. It's all happening to them. And uh, there's, it's not a universe of one. Nope. <laughs> <You know? laughs> nope. So we have to take our, our focus on our, off of ourselves and uh, start thinking about other people and doing things for other people. I mean, that's what's going to make you happy. Mm-hmm. You focus on yourself all the time. Of course, you're going to be miserable. You're just mired in your own feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, why, why walk around sulking all the time? Whenever you feel bad, just go out and do something for somebody. Do some mm-hmm. volunteer work. Uh, take some clothes down to the uh, Salvation Army. Do some donations. Donate mm-hmm. some food to a food bank. What you know? So many things that you could do. Help your neighbor. Cut their lawn. Mm-hmm. So. Now speaking speaking of charities, buddy, if you could have our audience donate to one charity of your choice, what would it be? Oops, uh, it would be um, the uh, be a buddy, not a bully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the day no, we have the foundation set up, I'll let you know. No, you don't have it set up yet. Okay, I would uh, see your your new uh, your new one, mm-hmm. your new uh, charity. Uh, it's the uh, Make a Wish. Yes, yes, that link is still on our Facebook page. Thank you for mentioning yeah. that. Yeah, it's still up and running, very active. We're, I think, three hundred to four hundred dollars in. So that's great. That's yeah. fantastic. Hmm. It was a fun. It was a fun cause. It has quite a wish list too. Yeah, I might borrow some things off of his wish list. Yeah, like that PlayStation Five. I think that's a good mm-hmm. <laughs> if you if you can get get a hold of one. Hmm. <laughs> Most definitely. But now, buddy, you know it's come. We've come to the end of our show. I always ask the ultimate buddy cast buddy question at the end. Okay. Which is going to be put into two parts for you. The first one, let's, re- uh, let's uh, reiterate this one. For anyone who wants to be a stand-up comedian, what is your advice to them? Oh, it's pretty. Write. <laughs> uh, you should write a lot. Just keep writing. Um, it won't be great in the beginning, but you just have to keep writing. Even when you think you're not getting better. And you should study. You should study everything that you want to get into. The history of it, uh, people who stand out, people who are on top. You should read biographies. Whatever you're interested in, that's what you should. You should become a student of that subject. So if it's uh, stand-up comedy, well, then you should study all the grades. And the great thing about it is now you can go online and there are videos. You can watch people perform. You can watch the old comedy, you can watch the new comedy, and you can watch um, you can watch biographies. And uh, if, if you're not into reading, you can just study that way. Or there's master classes, like this master class with Steve Martin on uh, stand-up comedy and writing. That'd be a great first place to start. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is uh, taking writing about your own personal life experiences. So I would suggest keeping a diary. I think that would be good. And even if you can't make a joke out of it at the time, you will sometime mm-hmm. later in the future. But the most important thing is the memories, or, or the memories, I should say. So. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the second part. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
No, I, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. Sorry about that. The second part is for anyone going through any bullying right now, anyone who's currently or going through, whether it's physical, bull, like whether it's bullying from someone else or bullying from themselves, like just self-imagery or stuff like that. What's your advice to them? Well, if it's possible, and I don't know if it is, uh, to kind of change your perspective on the bully. And uh, there, there's always a way. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you can be pushed into a corner and fight back and you will end up getting that bully's respect. I know now things are so crazy. It's difficult for me to give uh, proper advice to someone who's being bullied now because it's different. I mean, people do crazy stuff now. There just doesn't seem to be a limit where there was in the past. You know, you never, you never thought of killing somebody, you know, and mm. people are, are, have just completely lost it. Mm -hmm. uh, first of all, I would say if you can get a parent or someone, a friend who's older to escort you, to help you out. And here's the other thing too. Usually you're smarter <laughs> than the bully. So, you, you know, you can outsmart them. You know, you get out early, you, you find a different way home than you normally take, and you walk that way. And that's what I used to do. I would just, as soon as school was done, I was gone. Uh -huh. Got my stuff and got out of there, took a different way home so that I, I couldn't be found, uh -huh. and just ran. <laughs> now, fortunately, I only lived about five blocks away, uh -huh. you know from uh, my middle school, but uh, that's what I did. I would take shortcuts, whatever I could do to evade uh, an encounter with this uh, bully until mm -hmm. eventually they got tired and they went to somebody else. Now, I, I, I don't know what it, I think now if you report it to teachers, they take it a lot more seriously. Yes. So it's a, it's a completely different world. Uh, back then when I was a kid, it was Lord of the Flies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if uh but I, I think it's a lot different now than what it was you know obviously. he's messing with he's messing with me get back to work <laughs> right mm -hmm. <laughs> mm. and i'm really it's, it's really interesting what you said earlier with um with the whole agt thing how a lot of those people were you know people were uh people from bullying i just remembered there was a kid on there his name was tyler butler figueroa yeah. the violinist the story exactly. of him, that was heartbreaking. That was, for someone to get messed with when you're going through chemotherapy, that's just, like, I showed that to my mom, and, like, I showed his video to my mom, and my, the first question out of my, mom, uh, my mom's mouth was, where are the adults in this situation? Like, right. you know, it's cool. Like, where are they? Where are the adults? Like, who does that? You know? Well, but then to see his talent, too, just to see, like, he picks up the violin after school, and Bam. Well, fortunately, he's got a great mother. And I met her yes. uh, during the show, the taping of the show. I, I got to meet uh, him and his little brother and his mom. And they were so incredible. I mean, I, I don't know how to describe it. I mean, the whole season was filled with people like that, that were so loving mm -hmm. and so caring. I just, I never wanted to leave that group. Because mm -hmm. when you ever get a collection of people like that, in the same place 
And I know. Really that people, you know, they weren't ultra competitive. Like, I can't talk to you right now. I'm uh, I'm in a race. I got to win. You know how some people get like that? There were uh, maybe, there's like maybe one group that I could think of that was a lot like that. And they were kind of kept to themselves, one or two groups. But a lot of it was a language barrier. You know, so you couldn't uh, speak to them or, um, but but funny thing though, uh, another group that I, uh, what was the name of their group? Uh, the guy, that, the guys that uh, Bercosa, I can't remember the name now. Anyway, the guys that you know they'd have flaming stuff and uh, yeah, put them on top of each. Remember that stuff? They all the I think I do, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Smashing uh, watermelons. Yeah. <laughs> right. Remember that blindfolded with salt on. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Like the thing that just made you like cringe. Like, why would you do that? Like, what? Like, now here's a funny story. Our limit, our uh, communication between us was very limited, but uh, we became like really tight. Like, I we were like great buddies, just hanging out and walking around, and this. It was so much fun. We had laughed. We were laughing. Then there was another guy that I met. Uh, you know, uh, who was that one guy? He was from Japan. And uh, what did he do? Magician? Uh... No, no, no. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. I can see it right in front of my face. Um. Oh, well, anyway, he was from Japan and he had an interpreter and we couldn't communicate mm -hmm. uh, very much. But uh, through the, the uh, I don't know, he, he knew a couple of words of English. I knew a couple of words uh, of Japanese. And uh, we, I don't know how, we just became the best of friends. Plus, we were both comedians, but he was, you know, he was more of a physical comedian, mm -hmm. you know, but I really respected, like, I loved what he did. I just thought it was incredible. And he really respected, he loved what I did. And mm -hmm. we were just, just yeah. like that. And when he, we had to leave, we were crying. We were like, mm -hmm. we still keep in touch on, uh, well, not directly, but you know, we'd say hi once in a while on uh, Instagram once in a while. But yeah, I mean, that's what happens when you open yourself up. Exactly. Exactly the point, you know. And you're right. It's all you never would you ever have expected when before you went on AGT to mm -hmm. meet all these people, like to meet a violinist who's only who's not even old enough to drive yet and has already been through cancer. You know, um, well, those people they really enrich your life. Yes, you meet people like that, or yeah, uh, or even I think the winner of that season. Did you meet uh, the winner of that season, Cody? Yeah. Yeah. yeah now, that's an even better story. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. Cody Lee. Blind artistic. Cody Lee. Cody Lee is uh, yes. is so pure. I don't know if you could ever if you ever get a chance to meet somebody like that in your life. But his energy was so incredibly positive and pure that when I was around him, I started crying. Mm. It was that strong. I, I I'm pretty open to energy. And I think that that's something that happens when you get into something like stand-up comedy, because you're always reading the audience. Mm -hmm. you know, you're going like, well, what do they like? Do they like that joke or do they not like that joke? Maybe I should switch it up, go to another joke. 
So you develop this, uh, this talent for reading people and reading an audience and, and then eventually reading energies because that's what really what it's all about. You know, we all emit energies, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I started doing that when I was a mobile disc jockey, you know, I used to play records all the time and I would say, Oh, well, this record really gets people up on the dance floor. And I was able to kind of layer things and get, and build things to a point where you'd get people to a feverish pitch and they're all like, ah, they're going crazy. Oh, my favorite song. Oh, celebration, cool in the gang. <laughs> you know, and so uh, it became a talent for me, like a, a, a skill where I could, uh, I could figure out the energies of a crowd or, or individuals. So I take that with me. Well, now, now as an adult, later on in my life, I'm very sensitive to that. I'm around this Cody and his mother is just like, she's incredible. And uh, we, we, we had a very limited communication <clears throat> between us because, <clears throat> you know, he has autism. Mm-hmm. He, can, he, he says certain words and he repeats them and then he rocks back and forth like this. And that was it. And so I was teaching him how to do impressions. I was teaching him how to do Scooby-Doo. So I'm going, <laughs> pardon me, I'm going, and he's going, Ruby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I laughed. It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure his mom was oh, truly yeah. appreciative of something like that, wasn't she? Or Oh, well, yeah. I, we're, we're just... We're sitting there. We're hanging out. It's just good people, and uh, uh, hey, we're all. I I don't try to put people in boxes, you know. Mm-hmm. I just enjoy them for who they are, and uh, you know, the same way you would as if you were a, a culinary expert, you know. You were, and they brought you different dishes from all over the world. You just appreciate them because you love food. Well, mm-hmm. in this case, I love people. So, I, and I love that variety of meeting new people and experiencing new experiences. Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately why I think, you know, you're still a comedian to this day. You love meeting people. You love the new experiences. You love, you know, whether it's a new club, whether it's someone who's, this is the first time they've been to a comedy club or something, or I saw you on America's Got Talent. I've never, I never really go to comedy clubs. Well, that brings up something important that I think, you know, when you asked me about, advice about becoming a comedian it should be something that you have to do that you need to do that you can't do anything else and if you did you wouldn't be happy and uh, if the answer comes back yes well then yes you should become a comedian if you have a a different motive like oh well i want to become famous i want to become popular this a b c d whatever it is uh those are the wrong reasons yeah. Yeah. That's like you and that's like compelled to do it. The way you are compelled to do anything else. That means you're on your life mission. And if you sit quietly in in a room and you ask yourself, God, am I doing the right thing here? Is this and the answer comes back yes, you know, then there you go. Right. There you go. Mm-hmm. And you know, you gotta remember there are voices, there are two voices in your head. One of them's negative. Don't listen to that one, right? <clears throat> and the other's the positive. And then there's the positive. 
That's right. Mm-hmm. That's a great note to end the show on, buddy. Thank you so, so much for being a buddy on BuddyCast. You're a great buddy to me. I'm glad, you know, like I said, I'm glad that, you know, you're talking all about the universe, all about energy. I'm glad the universe brought me to the comedy club that night to, <laughs> hang out with the buddy, you know, to hang out with the buddy. Hey, come meet this comedian that I know, you know, come meet this comedian, right. hang out at the stage. Come on up here. <clears throat> yeah, look where it's led to, you know? Thanks. And by the way, just says hi. Thanks. I really appreciate you uh, and having yeah. you in my life as a friend. Thank and, you, buddy. Uh, it means a lot to me, man. And, yes, uh, we've uh, we've shared a lot of great things and uh, and great experiences and a great a lot of great and interesting conversations that. Oh, tell me about it. With anyone else, you know. Mm-hmm. You? I will end. In, I will end on this note. You gave me one of the. You gave me one of my greatest jokes, or one of my personal favorite jokes, because I when I was dealing with a comedian that was kind of being a bully, you know, he was making mm-hmm. comments to me like, "Hey, get rid of the mic stand or whatever." Like, we pay more attention to the mic stand than we do you or something. Yeah, like, I was trying to combat that. I'm like, how do I combat that? Like, what do I say to that? And you're you're just texting me something like, I wonder what happens when he goes to this area, you know? I wonder what <laughs> happens when he goes to And I'm like, bingo. You know? So, <laughs> yeah. And that just opened a wide door. Like, that just opened a door. Because then it's like, okay, you can go this route. You can go this route. You can do this. Right. Yeah. So, thank you so much. You remember too, you know, when people say things like that, it's not about you. Nope. That's one of the most important things you have to keep in mind. You mm-hmm. know, it's your own insecurities being projected on you. Exactly. Get rid of that. Exactly. Well, thank you again so much, buddy. It's been a joy, a pleasure as always. And I got one favor to ask you before we close out the show. Okay. Go be someone's buddy today. All right. Like all right. Any risk, man. <laughs> Even with COVID? Okay, let me hang on a second. Hey, you can always be a virtual buddy, you know? All right, I'm ready. I'm ready to go be somebody's buddy right now. Love the mask. <laughs> For all my buddies out there, this is my great buddy, Greg Morton. Catch him if you if you are ever in the area and he's in and he's in your area. Take a look at his shows. Catch him on there. You won't regret it. Trust me. But we'll catch you all next time here. Well, the days are going fast. Buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last. Buddy, buddy, before they've all gone past. Buddy, buddy, tune in to Buddy Cats. Don't be lucky to make it, buddy. Here on Buddy Cats. Hey, buddies. You're thinking of starting your own podcast? Why not use Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. And here's why. First off, it's free. Secondly, you have creation tools to record and edit right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor distributes for you. You can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Fourth, make money with no minimum listenership. And finally, you have everything you need for a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started.